You may be seated. Well, a couple things before I start. Uh, one, uh, we, we married off Russ and Cherie last night. It was great. They had a great, great time together. Uh, but they are married. It is official. And they are, uh, they are on their honeymoon. So uh, very excited for them. I'm also... Uh, just want to reemphasize the Operation Christmas Child uh, that's starting today. If, if you have um, participated in that, you, kn- you know the impact of it. Uh, there'll be uh, boxes stuffed with gifts, and they'll go all around the world to um, all the impoverished places uh, where children really can't afford to have gifts for Christmas, and uh, they will be bl- their minds will be blown away. We'll see a video next week that kind of illustrates what, what happens. Uh, when those gifts get there, uh, and not to mention, uh, Brian mentioned this, but they have a whole follow-up team that comes in behind the gifts and gives the message of Jesus Christ and the good news of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so if you can grab a box, uh, that'd be great. Uh, some of you can get two. Some of you can get three. Come on, let's be honest, man. Some of you can get ten. Not a big deal. <laughs> But uh, let's just kind of blow through those boxes right away. That'd be great. Um, also, um, one, one last thing before I get going here. <clears throat> I was uh, I was in shock this morning when a young man came up to me who I've not seen in 20 plus years. But Doug Jones, he was in our youth group back in the day uh, when I was a youth guy here at Christian Life Center. And uh, so excited. His wife, Kimberly, is with him. But they're visiting from Texas. Let's welcome them <clears throat> back here. CLC. Great to see you, man. Uh, we, are, we are starting a brand new series. Um, it's going to call it Trust. And uh, oftentimes when we hear the word trust in the context of the Bible, or in the context of our Christian faith, we hear it in the context of do we trust God? Or do you trust God? Do you put your faith in God? Or have you put your faith in Jesus. And there's a reason for that. The Bible uh, talks about that a lot. Where do you put your faith or your trust? But we're, we're going to turn the table here a little bit because the Bible does. And we're, we're going to ask the question, not so much, do you trust God, but does God trust you? Does God have confidence in you? When God sees you, when God sees me, does he have a a sense of confidence that he can give us a portion maybe of his kingdom to develop, to work on? Can can he partner with you? Can he partner with me? Now, you understand this concept of trust. If you're a, a business owner or a supervisor uh, of any kind at all, or you have uh, maybe people you work with. And, and if I ask you the question, can you trust them? And if your answer is yes, there's a good chance you'll maybe give them more responsibility. <laughs> but if your answer is no, not only do you not want to give them any more responsibility, you're probably looking a way to promote them out of the operation. Come on, someone help me out. 
you know, promote up and out. <laughs> well, you know, now in a real way, in a real way, and many of you already know this, but the kingdom of God is very similar. God looks for people he can trust so he can give them more as he partners with us here on earth as he builds his kingdom. There's a great scripture verse, and we're going we're gonna to kind of sit on this, this parable, this story Jesus told uh, this week and the next four in Matthew 25. I'm going to read the whole thing, and then we're going to spend several weeks unwrapping it because it's really, really important we get this. Uh, not only as individuals, not only as families, uh, not only um, as Christ followers in our community, but certainly for us as a local church, can God trust Christian Life Center, Christian Life Church? And that word Christian Life Church is like swirling around here lately. Same place. Uh, but can God trust us? When, when God looks at CLC, does he say, I can give them more? They can handle more? Or he's like going, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's wait a little bit and find out. So that's a real important question, though, for us collectively. So let me read the parable. Again, Matthew 25, 14 through 30. And here's what the parable says. Jesus speaking. Again, the kingdom of heaven. Everyone say kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants, those who worked for him, and he entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave them five bags. Uh, he, he called the others and entrusted his money when he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one. This was a lot of money. Everyone say a lot. This was a lot of money he was entrusting them with. So one he gave five, another he gave two, and then the last one, he gave one, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. Now, I haven't got time to dive into a whole message here on each person's ability. But God will never give you more than you can handle, right? But he will give you all that you can handle. Okay? He'll never give you more than you can handle, but he will give you all that you can handle. But we're all different. We're all wired differently. And what the, what, what being faithful to one Christian is very different to what it means to be faithful to another Christian. Right? Very, very different. Verse 16. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant who had the two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. Everyone say, bad servant. Bad, 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 bad. We're going to see over, over time here that this servant was not only unfaithful, he really had a belligerent attitude towards the owner. He had a really bad attitude. And we're gonna, we'll unwrap that as we go over the weeks here. So he did not uh, invest the money. Now, so after a long time, their master returned, verse 19, from his trip, and called them to give an account. Now, 
It's an important part of the story for each one of us in the room. Right? Uh, <clears throat> two questions will be asked at some point once we're, we're done here on earth. Uh, what did you do with my son Jesus? And what did you do with what I gave you? Real important question. What did you do with Jesus? And what did you do with what I gave you? Very similar to the story. So the master returned from his trip. He called them to give an account how they had used the money. The servant to whom he entrusted the five uh, bags of silver came forward with five more. He said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest. I have earned five more. Let's, let's, let's clap for that. Let's clap. Good job. Good job. <clears throat> well done. Well done. <clears throat> the master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. <clears throat> You have been faithful in handling this small amount. <clears throat> so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Now notice, there's a direct connection between being faithful and celebrating with God. There, there's a direct connection with Christians that live in joy and those who are faithful to what God's given them. Right? Now, I don't know about you. But every now and then I, I meet a Christ follower, and they're Christians, no doubt. Not questioning their salvation at all. But they, they walk around life, uh, and they look like their face, their resting face, looks like they eat, kind of a little metaphorically here as far as their faith, looks like they, they just eat sour candy all day long. Have you met that person? I mean, if you were looking for joy, they'd be the last person that you'd go to. There's a direct correlation between being faithful with God's given you to do, what he's given you, time, talent, treasure, however you want to break that down, and, and your celebration with God, your joy with God. Verse 22, the servant who had the, uh, received the two bags of silver came forward. And said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. And the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, you got you got to understand, in the language this was written in, this guy had a, have you ever talked to anybody with, with a tone? A little tone, little maybe sarcastic, demeaning, attitude, a tone. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Really, really, really. This guy had a tone. He had a tone. So the master with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant, gathering, uh, gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money. I was afraid I'd lose your money. It was kind of one of those, one of those things. I was afraid, what do you do about it? I was afraid I'd lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. So look, here's your money back. Total app. Now we're going to... We're going to deal with him later on in the series. Not so much right now. But he had bad attitude. Here's your money back. 
But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. By the way, not good words to hear from God. Don't want to hear that. Don't want to hear that. Uh, you wicked, lazy servant, if you knew I harvested crops and I didn't plant and gather crops, I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Called him out. Called him out. Called him out. Then he ordered, take the money from the servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. Now, we're not going to we're gonna touch on that today, but that's, that's going to be a real big part of this parable, real big part of the story. The Lord gives the Lord takes away. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. I can, I can get a little, get a little, little guitar going. A little, you got a B3 organ around here anywhere? <laughs> the Lord gives. The Lord takes away. But he does. This is so true. But we're we're going to we're going to sit on that on one Sunday. Uh, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. Yay, God. And they will have an abundance, an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And uh, just in case... You don't understand this. Weeping and gnashing teeth is is a way of talking about regrets. The servants got regrets. They did not live uh, a life that honored uh, the master here. So uh, let me just kind of explain abundance real quick, at least in this context. Um, We're talking about living in abundance. Abundance is the more God gives us, when we are faithful with the little he gave us. Let me say that again. Let me say that again. Abundance is the more God gives us when we are faithful with the little that he gave us. That's abundance. You see, God, God, God's in the incremental growth. Incremental. Faithful every day. Faithful every day. Faithful every day. Day, faithful, incremental growth. I hope you are closer to God today than you were a year ago, if you're a Christ follower today. I hope you're closer to God today than you were a month ago. Incremental, continual, it's a great phrase, I love it, continual improvement. Continual improvement. Some of you are like, I don't need any more improvement. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. There's no retirement in the kingdom of God. Right? No one ever arrives. Right? Nobody ever arrives. Not even the three of you that don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, abundance is the more that God wants to give us when we are faithful with the little that He has already given us. God wants you and I to have an abundance in order to meet our needs, and then have enough left over to be a blessing to others. God God wants you to have your needs met as you're faithful with your time, talents, treasures. And and then he wants you to have extra to be a blessing to others. Do you believe that today? It's a real important part of the kingdom of God. 
real important. God wants to partner with you. And in that partnership, as you trust him, your needs are met. And now you can can have confidence in that when, when he shows you a need, you can meet it out of your abundance. And then he refill, refills, restocks what you have, and then gives you a little extra. That's so good. It's so good how God operates. It's so good how the kingdom of God operates. God wants you to live in abundance. And he wants you to be a blessing to others. <clears throat> So back to that Matthew 25, 14, that verse says, again, the kingdom of heaven, right? The kingdom of heaven, what's in heaven and God's trying to establish it here on earth, right? God's will in heaven to be done here on earth. Those are the words of Jesus in Matthew 6. Uh, we, we, I don't know why we do this. I mean, I kind of get it. I grew up in this teaching. We're, we're always trying to move our way towards heaven. When God's always trying to move heaven towards us. It's a whole different way of thinking. <laughs> I'm not sure where we got tripped up as a church theologically decades ago. But we're always trying to move that way, and God's always trying to move this way. So I recommend we, we, we get in God's program of, of the right direction. Let's get this right. Let's get this right. The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. <clears throat> called together his servants, and he entrusted his money to them while he was gone. <clears throat> Can God trust you? Just in your own mind right now, your time, time's important. Time's the greatest resource you have. There's no greater resource than your time. How you utilize it, how you and I utilize our time, is the great, it's the greatest gift we have is our time here on earth. Your, your talents, what you're good at, Naturally and spiritually, God's given each Christ follower a spiritual gift. Are you discovering it? Are you utilizing that gift in making someone's life better? The spiritual gifts are to make someone else's life better, to build somebody up, right? Or how are you doing in that area? I'm, I'm here. Our leadership's here. If you need help discovering what that is, to get better at that, just let, let us know. We'd love to work with you in that area of time, talent, treasure, your finances. We'll, we'll dedicate a, a Sunday to that. But are you being faithful with whatever God's given you as far as uh, financial resources? You know, Jesus talked about money more than uh, heaven and hell. Isn't that amazing? Why? Why do you do that? Because <laughs> it gets our attention. Come on, someone help me out. Who here doesn't talk about money or think about money? Anybody? 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 <clears throat> Until you get in a stream of faith, it just dominates us so often. But where are you? Just do your own. You know, I, I like to say scale of 1 to 10, where are you? 10 being you're doing really good. 1 needs a lot of work. <clears throat> Whatever number you give yourself, subtract 1 or 2. <clears throat> we just always give ourselves the benefit of the doubt, don't we? Whatever number you give yourself, scale back one or two. Come on, let's be fair. Time, talent, treasure. Are you, am I, are we being faithful with what God's given us? Do, do we see our life as a gift from God? It's real important. Do we see our life as a gift from God? All I have is from God. 
and ultimately is God's. Do you think that way? All I have is from God and ultimately is God's. Even though he gives it to me, it's still his. I'm simply a steward, not an owner. Turn to someone and say, you're a steward, not an owner. Come on, help me out in the kingdom of God. You're a steward, not an owner. In the kingdom of God, you're a steward, not an owner. Man, this is so important. That's the difference between a church that gets along and one that, like, fights each other. Come on, somebody give me a yay man, a yay God or something. When we're stewards, we get along. Because we know two things are true. We, we are 100% critical to the operation of God. And we're 100% expendable. <laughs> it's the most liberating moment I've ever had in my ministry. When I realize I am 100% necessary in God's kingdom. And I'm 100% expendable if I'm not faithful with the God's kingdom. Critical, man. Absolutely critical. I am a steward of his riches. I live with open hands. I live with open hands. To receive from God and to give as God asks me to give. To receive from God and to give as God asks me to give. Ah, uh, something's happening. I don't know why. Matthew twenty-five, fifteen. Just kind of wind this. Keep going here a little bit. Uh, he gave these five bags of silver to the one, two bags to, the, to another, one bag to the last. Dividing it uh, in proportion to their abilities. We <clears throat> we each have a capacity in the kingdom of God, and, and that's why we don't compare ourselves to others. Don't do that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We don't compare ourselves. God's made us all unique and as individuals with, with specific capacities that, that God can entrust to us with our time, talent, and treasure. Time, talent, and treasure. This is one reason, kind of flipping this over, why the Bible is so harsh against um, laziness. The Bible's hard on laziness. Because it, it goes against the way God wired us. But comparing ourselves to others is a fool's errand. Do you believe that? The, now we do it. I know, I know. Come on. Can we be honest in the room? Come on. This morning alone, how many compared yourself to somebody? Come on. <clears throat> I mean, I looked at Brian's hair and I said, why God? Why not? Why not? Look at that hair. Oh, my gosh. So here's the problem with comparing. If we measure ourselves as, uh, if we measure ourselves as better than, right, other, uh, as we measure, uh, I'm sorry, as we measure others as better than us, then we feel inferior. And that's not the will of God. Not the will of God. Not the will of God. But if we measure others as less than us, then we feel superior. Not the will of God. Not. Well, you don't want to head into pride. Pride is the, the, the one area of character, attitude, that w- will have a guaranteed destruction at the end. 
100%. Pride will always lead to the fall. It'll always lead to destruction. You, you want to do whatever you can to not join Satan himself in the area of pride, loose for himself in the area of pride. But we don't compare ourselves at all. It's liberating not to compare ourselves. Besides, there's only one you, right? One beautiful you that God made. He didn't make a mistake. God didn't make a mistake, right? He made you. And only you can do what God wants you to do. Only you can do what God wants you to embrace who you are. The Bible says to love your neighbor as what? Love your neighbor as? Love yourself. It's good to love yourself. Just don't be a narcissist. (laughs) There's a fine line there. But you should love yourself. You should respect yourself. You should care for yourself. You should prioritize yourself. Just don't be a narcissist. We should love ourselves. Matthew 25, 21. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. I don't know where you are in life as far as your faith, time, talent, treasures. But here's what I know is true. God will always want to give you more. Always. He's wanting to. We might call this the the, the blessings from heaven, whatever language you want to use. But God wants to give you more. More is a beautiful word. More is a great word. It's a kingdom word. It's a kingdom of God word. God wants to give you more. But that more only comes with trust. It only comes with trust. Here's what I learned about God a long time ago. God's a really good investor. He does not make bad bets. And if he does make a bad bet once, he takes what that bad bet was and he gives it to a good bet. God's a great investor. God demands a return on his investment. So this whole partnership is built on trust. More comes with trust. The first two servants... They got the same response. It didn't matter that one had five and one had two. It wasn't important. Same response regardless of your capacity to be faithful to God. Isn't that great? That's so fantastic. God God is so egalitarian in all he does. In all he does. The more that God will trust you, the more that God will give you. Do you believe that today? The more God will trust you, the more God will give you. And he wants to give you more. Let's wind this down. Matthew 25, 29. Uh, The music team, Dave and Trevor. (laughs) You guys come on. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. Matthew 25, 20. Can, can we read this verse together? Matthew 25, 29. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. Let's keep going. And they will have an abundance, but from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. 
Let me read abundance one more time, and I'm going to pray for you. It is the more God gives us when we are faithful with the little he gave us. And this is, this is when we get into a loop of living this way, it's a beautiful thing. It's a great thing. So let me close this question. Does God trust me? Does God trust you? Does God trust us? Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much for every person in this room. God, nobody's here by accident. Father, everybody here you wanted here. Father, I pray your spirit has free reign in our hearts right now. God, just, just pierce through bone and marrow into the intentions of our heart. God, not to expose us, not to judge us, but God, to free us to see where you want us to be. And God, give us the will and the desire to follow you wherever that might lead. And I trust you for that in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. We stand if you feel comfortable as we sing a couple more songs here today.